wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. A bunch of people agreeing on something does not necessarily make it right. It actually may be one of the main reasons why that's the exact wrong thing to do. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That's the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is winners and losers do not mix. Before we get into this, let me tell you all, I want you to text me while you listen to this episode. Tell me the best insight you got from today's masterclass. Here's the number you can text me at. It is 305-384-6894. So at any point while you're listening to this episode, you hear something that really jumps out of you and really catches your ear. I want you to text me and tell me what it is, because the better that I know what is catching your eyes and ears here on this show, then I can craft more material and more messages that speak to the things that are really getting your attention. So text me, tell me what that is. At the same time, when you text me, you will have joined, you'll be entered into my texting community, which means every day when I send out my daily motivation message, the message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. You'll be receiving it automatically because you're part of my text community. So that number is also down below in show notes. And secondly, your next step to working with me and getting more game from me, if you like what you're hearing on the show, is to join my university at Work On Your Game University. That's where you can get access to 20 plus courses to get access to my coaching programs and you'll be receiving to your physical doorstep my two mailings every month, the Bulletproof Bulletin and the Black Book. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, with all that said, let's get into the topic. Winners and losers do not mix. Now, in all types of organizations, you are going to have high-level performers who are maybe feeling a little bit annoyed, for lack of a better term. And actually, annoyed is probably a soft way of describing how they may feel about the laggards in the organization who don't keep up pace with the high performers. In other words, as I talked about in the there's an episode I talked about, let me see what episode that was. I talked about the 80% rule not too long ago here on the show. Let me see where that is. 
80% Rule was episode 2447, about a week and a half ago, and also episode 2442, the 51580 Rule, a couple of weeks back, where I helped you understand that there's going to be a breakdown of performers in any organization. Now, these levels of performers can be at higher or lower levels, but there's always going to be a breakdown. People are always going to separate themselves into groups when it comes to performance, as long as you're measuring performance in any organization. And the high level people are not going to always be so happy or tolerant of the low level individuals, because what high level person wants to be associated with a low level individual? If I'm in an organization and I'm performing at a really high level, but there are some bums in there who are not doing much, I'm taking it personal that these bums are in the same organization as me because now my name is associated with theirs because we're in the same organization. High-level performers don't like when the low-level guys aren't keeping up the pace. So, for example, many of you saw the Last Dance documentary that came out via Netflix and ESPN in the spring of 2020, and it was focused around Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. One of the things that Michael Jordan was famous for and became more famous for as of that documentary was that he was not very tolerant of any teammate of his who was not raising the level of their game consistently the same way that Michael consistently raised the level of his game. And he would ride and torment and basically verbally and emotionally attack any teammate who did not raise their level of their game. They didn't have to become Michael Jordan, but they had to be the best version of themselves according to Michael's rule. They had to measure up to his yardstick. And if they didn't do that, they would have hell to pay coming from him every single day. There's this time in, I don't know, this is probably about 10 years ago, Kobe Bryant, he was playing for the LA Lakers. You can find this video and you just look it up on YouTube. He was in practice with the Lakers one day. This is probably around 2013 or 14, around that time period, and maybe 2012 even. The Lakers were not a very good team at that point. They were okay, but they weren't, they weren't amazing. They weren't a title level at that time. They might actually might have been before because they went to the NBA Finals in 2008, 2009, and 2010. So it might have been right after that or right before that, actually. So don't hold me to account on exactly what year this was that this happened. But just look it up. Kobe Bryant trash-talking teammates in practice. Look up something around that, and you'll find this video. He's in practice with his teammates, and they're scrimmaging. And Kobe's just doing a whole lot of trash talk to his teammates. But this isn't like good-natured, you know, getting you to raise the level of your game and practice trash talk. This is, he's trashing these guys like, why are you guys even on the team? Like, y'all aren't helping us win. You guys are no useless. You guys are essentially not necessary for this team to be successful. And this is one of the reasons why the team is not succeeding. And you can hear all of this coming out of Kobe's mouth while they are practicing. So go look up the video. You can see it yourself. The whole point being, Kobe Bryant had certain standards for himself and certain standards for his teammates. And he was probably channeling a little bit Michael Jordan in this. Didn't quite pull it off, but go find the video. You can see it yourself. Now, in episode 1331, I talked about why you should never lower the bar of standards. And what we're going to talk about here today is understanding what level of players that you have on the team around you, who do you actually have with you? And this can be a good litmus test for identifying who you need more of and who you need to get rid of, because you need to know who the high level performers are and you need to know who the low level performers are, because you're going to need to make adjustments based on who you have to work with. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is winners and losers do not mix. Number one, high level players despise bums. If you are a high level player at what you do, you despise having bums around you. If you are not a high level player at what you do, high level players who you are around may despise your very presence. When you raise the bar of your standards, folks, 
what happens is you eliminate the losers. Raise the standards and you force everyone to perform at a higher level. The losers will disappear simply because they can't live up to the standard. If you lower the bar, on the other hand, you eliminate winners because winners want to be held to standards. So if you lower the bar and eliminate standards, well, they don't want to be there. They want to go somewhere where there actually are standards so that their performance gets the credit and the recognition that it deserves. Human beings will do a lot for recognition. So if you're not sure who you have in your mix, any of you trying to figure out, do I have winners around me, losers around me? Am I a winner? Am I a loser? Here's what you do. Adjust your standards and it will become obvious very quickly who the high performers are and who the bums are. And when I say bums, I'm talking about low-level performers, especially at the professional level. Someone's getting paid and they're performing at a low level, they're a bum. So just adjust your standards and it will become obvious very quickly who's who and what's what. Just demand more of the people around you. That is what setting standards means. Raising the bar means demanding more of people than what was previously acceptable. Set standards for people. And every standard you set for other people, you got to make sure you're setting standards for yourself and you are embodying the standards that you set. Because people will notice if you're setting standards for them, but you are not holding yourself to that same level of accountability, well, they're not going to respect your word. Doesn't mean they won't obey, but they won't respect. Those are two different things. Set standards for yourself. Make sure you live up to them and understand that people will either step their game up to keep up with what you're demanding or they will find the nearest exit and won't be seen again. This is the easiest way to identify who you have on your team. Now, I will add a caveat here and I'll go deeper in the next point that there are more low level performers out there in the world than there are high level performers. So when you raise the bar, you're going to have fewer people around, but that does not necessarily mean that you have made a mistake. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is winners and losers do not mix. Number two, do not be fooled by the bandwagon fallacy. We talked about logical fallacies a lot uh, here on the show. The bandwagon fallacy is one of the most common logical fallacies, and it is defined as the faulty idea that whoever's on the side of the majority must be correct, and those in the minority must be wrong just by sheer comparison of numbers. So this is the person who says, well, it's 10 of us here in the room and eight of us have this opinion and two of you have that opinion. So it's obvious that the one opinion that the eight of us have must be the right one because how could all of these people be wrong? That is a logical fallacy that a bunch of people agreeing on something does not necessarily make it right. It actually may be one of the main reasons why that's the exact wrong thing to do. So this is a very strong logical fallacy that everyone should understand and make sure you don't fall victim to it. Again, it's the bandwagon logical fallacy. There are so many people on this bandwagon that it must be a good idea to be on this bandwagon. It must be going somewhere that we all want to get to. There are many people who have met their demise jumping on a bandwagon, not knowing where it was going. So whoever's on the side of the majority, being in a majority does not necessarily make you correct or accurate. And being in a minority does not necessarily make you wrong. But there are many more mediocre people and losers in the world than there are winners. This is what I talked about at the end of point number one, that when you raise the bar and you eliminate the losers, you will have fewer people around in aggregate, but those fewer people that you have are higher level performers. If you lower the bar, you're going to have more people in aggregate because the people who leave, the winners, there's so few winners compared to the number of losers that you're still going to have a whole bunch of people around, but they're not high performers. Remember that it's not lonely at the top. It's just a lot more space. That's the thing about getting to the top. It's not lonely. The saying is lonely at the top. That's not true. It's just a lot more space up there. There are people there. It's just not as crowded as it is down at the lower levels of the pyramid. And remember the 80-20 rule. If you have two high-level winners, they can probably equal or outdo the production of eight low-level minorities. It's not because the winners all of a sudden get slave-driven because there's only two of them. It's simply because the winners are already more efficient, 
more accountable and have higher standards for themselves than the low-level people do. This is how one high-level person is worth three low-level people or three or more low-level people. Again, it's not because they all of a sudden start working harder because they replace three people. No, it's because they already have a standard that allows their production to be at the level that equals three mediocrities. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is winners and losers do not mix. Number three, this is where your standards get challenged. Because when I say winners and losers, you got to create standards and systems to make it clear what is a winner and what is a loser. Winner or loser is not just based on your subjective opinion. Losers tend to defer to their emotions and feelings when something isn't going the way that they want it. While winners, on the other hand, tend to defer to objective realities and facts. Does anybody question what I just said? You as a leader should be aware of this and equipped to deal with it because losers will try to appeal to your emotions most of the time. Now, why do losers try to appeal to your emotions? It's not because they are empaths. Losers try to appeal to your emotions because the objective facts are not on the side of the losers. The mediocre performers don't want the objective facts pointed out because the objective facts will make them look really, really bad. So what do mediocrities do? They usually default to emotions and feelings. Why? Because emotions and feelings give a low-level performer a license to feel like they are worth more than they're actually worth. This is why your standards need to be clear, documented, and well-known. What are your standards? Does everybody know what they are? Are you continually raising the standards so as to push the high-level performers? And by the way, high-level performers want to be pushed. They want to be challenged. They want to be coached. They should not just be left alone just because they're high-level already. Then they keep going higher. And when you raise the standards, all the losers will quietly find the exit. Why? Because they don't want to live up to those standards or they feel like they cannot live up to the standards. They can. They just feel like they can. So you should not be the one who is going into these conversations on the fly. You can have these ready for yourself before something comes up. All right, that's why your standards, again, clear, documented, and well-known. You shouldn't be coming up with these as you go. All right, don't be fooled by anything that you heard from other people, whether you're hearing it from the person that you're enforcing the standards upon or you know, some expert out there or anybody in between. Your standards are your standards. We talked about standards in episode 2097. Standards still matter. So how discerning are you about who is who and what is what? That will help you set your standards that are clear, documented, well-known, and that will also allow you, because things are clear, documented, well-known, you won't have to keep redoing and restating and re-clarifying what the standards are, what's okay, and what's not, because everybody should know exactly what it is. You should remind them or repeat it to them over and over again until they can't get it wrong. All that said, winners and losers do not mix. Let's recap today's class. This happens in all types of organizations where you have high-level performers who don't like the fact that there are laggers in an organization who are slowing down the pace. Michael Jordan had some stories about keeping people up to his speed. Kobe Bryant, their video of him trash-talking the general manager and his teammates about them not keeping up with him. Episode 1331, I told you, never lower the bar of standards. It's about understanding what level players you have on your team and then identifying who might need more of what and how they can get it. Number two, high-level players despise bums. When you raise the bar of standards, you eliminate losers. You lower the bar of standards, you eliminate winners. So if you're not sure if you have winners or losers in your mix, simply adjust your standards and it will become obvious very quickly. Start demanding more people, set standards for them, set standards for yourself and embody them. People either step their game up or they won't. Point number two, 
do not be fooled by the bandwagon fallacy. That is the faulty idea that just because a bunch of people agree with something that it must actually be true. This could not be further from the truth. Oftentimes, a bunch of people agreeing is a good sign that something is false because the majority is usually wrong. Remember the 80-20 rule that two winners can equal the production of eight mediocrities, not because the winners are being slave driven, simply because they are more efficient, more accountable, have higher standards for themselves. They get more done in less time. Number three, this is where your standards will be challenged because losers tend to defer their emotions and feelings and emotions and feelings are very persuasive. While at the same time, winners defer to objective realities and actual facts. So you have to shield yourself against the nonsense coming from the losers, the emotional sob stories versus the actual stories of substance coming from the winners, the things they actually got done. Winners always appeal to objective facts, but objective facts are not always very persuasive. So this comes down to your skill of discernment to know who is who and what is what. This is why your standards need to be clear, documented, and well-known. You should not be figuring them out as you go. All that said, text me to give me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, get access to my coaching program, all 20-plus courses, and my Bulletproof Bulletin and Black Book physical mailings that I send out every month to every member of my university. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.